three, two, one. That was a quote from Serial Mom. Uh, <laughs> I'm Adam from Your Movie Sucks. Hello, this is Sardonicast, everybody. What? I'm Ralph. Did you hear it? <laughs> yeah, I'm Alex from AG. I, I, I didn't hear whatever that was. No. It, it was just silence. <laughs> Oh, okay, funny. Well, I'll, I'll post you the link in chat. Sometimes Discord, like, automatically removes sound. Oh, I played right. a thing off my phone, so I'll just, I'll let you react to it. We'll pretend, uh, well, okay, yeah, this is an awkward intro, but whatever. It's happened many times before, <laughs> and that's part of the charm. Uh, what's <laughs> happening with my internet? How come I can't? Uh, can't, can, I'm <laughs> offline? I'm talking to you right now. How am but I offline? I can hear you. Yeah. What you're, the hell? There. What, who? Yeah. Why is Chrome saying I'm off? Oh, maybe just YouTube's down. Did YouTube just maybe. die? Anyway, it's I played the Howie that... scream. <laughs> I played the... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. What the fuck is wrong with YouTube right now? That's so annoying. It's up on my phone. This site can't be reached. Yeah, yeah, it's hell? working for me. What the fuck? Weird. It's just... <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, my Twitter doesn't work either. Yeah. What the hell? I'm, you guys can hear me. I clearly yeah, have it. Yeah. Is it only... going to like suddenly drop? I don't know I wonder, how that would make sense. This is making me want a Howie scream I'm, right now. Yeah, I'm on the <laughs> same computer that I'm talking to you on. It's saying I don't have internet. <laughs> you got some like VPN oh, business or something? No, no, I don't. I just had, I guess it was just that one Chrome window. Okay. Now I closed that window and now it's fine. Yeah, so the what you're supposed to hear... <laughs> just there you can listen to it there it is man yeah. i used to be able uh, to just play things off my phone and you hear heard it i think there's yeah like there's on zoom and discord and every single um application it there's some things where it'll think it's background noise but it's not and i had it at like a mm -hmm. good volume too yeah well there's quite a like loud sound effect like i don't know why it would do that uh, yeah anyway you can laugh now <laughs> so, perfect thank you uh <laughs> i'm adam and i think did ralph you, you did we yeah i already yeah, said we, we, we already intro'd, but like yeah. we can do it again if you, if you make you happy who are you <laughs> <laughs> i guess i'm alex from hg yeah you guess all right yeah, fuck this shit we're gonna talk about uh Oh. Fucking furries, man. <laughs> That's how Rise, roar, revolt. Uh, yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As the title says. So, we have a particular history with this director in the sense that unlike, I don't know, 99.9% .9 of people talking about RRR, we've actually seen another film from him. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> yeah, uh, Bahubali. Yeah, Bahubali. He the is the Bahubali guy. The most he is the random... Bahubali random chance that we would have seen it because yeah yeah i just recommended that on the total whim like yeah <laughs> it just looked like interesting and, and funny yeah and it had a great title i think that's really yeah. the reason why and the poster and everything and it had a really high rating or has a really high rating on imdb yeah. and everything yeah and so does rrr people love this movie but we weren't that hot on uh, bahubali 
Yeah. No, not really. Yeah, and to be honest, like, I'm, I, I can't really remember that much about it. I remember like the crazy action and like the battle scene towards the end, but I also mm-hmm. remember like a, being bored for a lot of it. It was very boring. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, fast forward to what? That was 2015, I think, Bahu Bahu mm-hmm. the beginning. RRR drops in 2022. And uh don't know about you guys, but... <laughs> This one won me over. How? That's what I. That's <laughs> I, why we're having this I, conversation. I need to know what was so did. different about this compared to Bahubali. Because I watched RRR and I was like, "This is just fucking Bahubali again," and I was so pissed. <laughs> See, I. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, there was something about. It. I thought. I thought the action was better. I thought just the everything about it was better. It was like clearer. The 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 characters were better. The motivations of everything was better. Just more consistent in what it was trying to do. And more entertaining in what it was doing. It, it seemed like it had a way more kind of consistent tone to me. I Yeah, I, I would say there's probably less boring scenes. I think I gave this one a, a star higher than Bahubali. But oh, it's still okay. like, I just... It was just... It was like I wasn't watching anything for the most part. I was just so not impressed by <laughs> anything that was happening. It just, I, and, and it's particularly frustrating because, you know, everybody's going crazy over this movie. And I'm just like, this is, this is exactly everything that I've already seen that I go out of my way to avoid when I say I don't like Bollywood movies, even though it's not a Bollywood movie and it's Telugu, you know, mm-hmm. even, even though it's from a different part of India, it's still the same, uh, you know, the same goals and sensibilities of like, oh, wow, we're doing something like crazy and over the top. Like, I just, I'm so unimpressed by it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was Maybe. the thing, though. I, I went into it way more yeah. expecting to feel that way, um, especially, like, with what we kind of, I'd heard you guys say about it on the podcast and stuff and watching Bahubali and not really connecting with it. But, yeah, it it, it was that first action scene, uh, I guess, spoilers for RRR, the, the big scale action scene with the guy in the, like, compound that's, like, surrounded and it's, like... It's got such a scale to it and like the action is so like fluid and clear and like wacky and crazy and it's like all these insane stunts going on. It's like so creative and fun and uh-huh. the the pace is just so insane and it it doesn't let up. That's not even like the best action scene in the movie because that, that for me was what was really selling me on it was mm-hmm. like just these, <laughs> these over the top crazy action scenes all kind of like earnestly presented. And like the melodrama was like just that right level for me. Like I just wasn't feeling it with Bahubali. It wasn't connecting in that way. But the whole like the, the brothers and like these layers of like undercover operatives and it's like yeah, this epic scale and yeah, well, you know, like when, when the when the title card comes up after that like bridge action sequence, it's like <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like it's such like a different experience. Forty than minutes through the American movie movies. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, it's a long ass movie. It's like three hours, yeah. seven it's minutes. It's needlessly long. long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is kind of too it is long. That would be really long. <laughs> yeah, that would be one thing I'd say against it is it's a bit too long. And the same way I say the Hobbit movies are too long or indulgent. Yeah, it could have been shorter. I mean, the opening credits were like, weren't they like five minutes long or something like that? Yeah, the credits like lead just the like movie the opening in. credits. Was, everything was just too long. Yeah, it's like that's a little too much. I mean, Into the Void, the credits were 30 seconds. It's a very different movie, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it could be cut down a little bit. It did feel a little indulgent. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Like, a thing can be that long if I'm enjoying it the whole time. You know, you brought up Gaspar Noé. Like, it's hard to keep that up. The credits are 40 minutes into climax, but I just love what I'm watching. 
I connect with it more. I get what it's going for more. Yeah, it's hard to keep it up for three hours. Whereas with this, I'm just like, I, I don't understand. If everybody loves this movie so much, then why has nobody been talking about every other like big budget Indian movie that's just does the exact same things for all this time? Like, have they done them? This, like is, this? this is exactly what I've experienced already. <laughs> like, like, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm kind of in the middle of you two, you know, because I see what Alex is saying. I really appreciate the stunts and the action. Like that stuff is really well done. But I'm also on Adam's side where I'm like, I wasn't really connecting to the story, like. You know, I don't see, I don't really see how it is that different from Bahubali. It's really not that different. Or something like that. I just yeah. found it way more consistent. Way yeah, more consistent. Sure. I was, it kept outdoing itself, too. Like, I uh-huh. was waiting for that to, like, really feel the runtime, but it kept, like, pulling out certain tricks, yeah. and it was just and, like... And, and I didn't finish the movie. Like, I didn't finish this movie, either, and that's one reason why I say it's too long. I haven't watched the whole thing. I just want to preface that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, from what I saw, it's like, okay, it's, like, kind of the same. Yeah, I I just I want something like a little more subtlety or, you know, drama. Like I could connect with the brothers storyline. It's it's very over the top, and I get it. The whole movie's over the top. See, yeah, that's what yeah, I love. I, like, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Like the lack of subtlety is kind of like the world it creates is like so endearing to me. It's like so cartoony sure. and like exaggerated and. Yeah, it brings it home with those like action scenes. I'm not like diminishing your experience of it or like anyone else's if you enjoy it. That's fine. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. like I didn't like it's just hard for me to like connect to anything oh. going on in it. It's like <laughs> you know, it's unrelatable. It's crazy. I, it's, I think uh, apparently there's a lot of people that are comfortable diminishing other people's experiences about this movie. Well, that's like the, now, all of uh, now, the, now the quote now. is that I'm racist because that's, I don't like Bollywood <laughs> movies and because I said this is really. a, is similar to Bollywood movies that I've seen. I get the same shit. It's, people are, yeah, people are fucking babies. Yeah. It's you know, the, I mean, they're not fucking, even serious. They're, yeah. I don't think that they believe that either. <laughs> I think they're just like trying to get a gotcha. It's a fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah, uh, but you know, yeah, I, I I get it. I get it. I get why people you know have fun with this. It's that action scene in the middle. Yeah, that is very memorable. It's cool stunts, and I, I you know I just wish I like connected more to it. I suppose this one towards the end that is like so good. I was like I was like cackling. It was like yeah. so much fun. I enjoyed the was it like spears or bow and arrow? I think there was a bit of both near the end. There there was parts there of both, that. Yeah. yeah. In that action scene, I was like, oh, okay, this is fun. And it, but I was like, fucking two hours and fuck, almost three hours into the movie, like before me to be able to feel like I had fun. It's just not for me. Which, which scene did you like? The- you know, with the, the kind of prison escape towards the end where there's mm-hmm. the, a kind of twist reveal halfway through the movie where like one of the brothers turns out to be like a double agent type mm-hmm. figure. So there's like, yeah, the movie starts and there's kind of two villainous aspects as the the colonizer British assholes that are doing their thing. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah, which is kind of like a fun angle. Because that was one of the things I don't really even remember about Bahubali. Like, what was like the core conflict? There was, was a there, prophecy. Like, a lead, like, no idea. Was there like a lead villain character, though? Like a mustache twirling bad guy like there was in this there one? There might have been. The guy who's like, yeah, don't, don't even <laughs> waste no the bullet know. type thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas this, it was like really clear, like established in the first scene, you know, where the, where the mum gets like smacked over the head with the... yeah. The piece of wood and stuff it like just establishes everything really clearly but then it also has the layer in between that where it has this kind of like antagonist figure with the brother who's like going undercover and then yeah, yeah. it's revealed that he's also like i guess spoilers uh <laughs> he was actually working for the good guys the whole time which then justifies this like prison escape sequence at the end and it's like this whole uh 
bromance and yeah that <laughs> that, that, yeah. that prison escape scene is like so good it's like so funny it's so creative and it's just so kind of unlike the kind of uh filmmaking of this scale that especially like with mm -hmm. how tired we are um outside of you know the old like top gun maverick i'd say for the most part there's like a very kind of safe boring uh synthetic <laughs> kind of look and uh feel mm -hmm. to a bunch of these these kind right. of like movies going for this kind of epic scale where <laughs> or like big budget hollywood movies like they all look the same the jurassic worlds and whatever yeah. they all blend together yeah yeah this movie yeah it has a distinct style and but they never do anything with the action fun. though either like they don't do anything like fun but man uh -huh. they, they get creative and crazy with it and like they are it, right. it kind of is a superhero movie in a way it basically like it's a marvel it, movie from india sure. basically <laughs> it's literally what it is even better. <laughs> but it's better than that though because like that there is well, that because it's from india you know it has it has the indian like over the yeah, top yeah, yeah that's but that's what sells it though yeah. is that like that that tone that cartoony tone yeah but yeah. They're, they're both things that i don't like and then you combine them together and then it's like okay you've created something in between those two things that i don't like but i still don't like either of those things individually like I, it just it doesn't connect with me mm-hmm and Marvel, I kind of relate to those characters more because, like, Peter Parker, right? He's a kid from Queens. That's basically me. <laughs> so I, like, relate literally to that. me. And it's like, yeah, that's literally me on this. So, like, there's a bunch of, like, characters like that, like all the superheroes. Like, some people connect to Captain Marvel, whatever. You know, it's, like, hard to connect to this insanely wacky situation of, like, the brothers and the cover up. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, like, really wacky film. And if you like that, like, God bless you. Like, enjoy it. It's just hard for me to get into. Mm -hmm. I think you're. I think you're racist. Is what's going on? It's not that you're. That it's hard to get <laughs> into. I think you're racist. Obviously. Yeah. Uh huh. When there's just no stakes, or like when you don't exactly. feel stakes personally, it's hard. Yeah, to Yeah, like, I didn't get give into. a shit about anything that was happening. Uh, even if it's like really well choreographed, like I appreciate. Yeah, the craft of it, and yeah, and, and you know, Alex, you're in the majority. Like clearly, people love this movie. If I said this on Twitter, I'd get fucking shit yeah. on. So. So I, I, that, that was the thing. Like I didn't feel the stakes in Abahu Bali, but I felt the stakes here. It was like so. It was like just the right level of simpl yeah. simplicity for me. You know, where it's like the 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 daughter gets kidnapped. So that's like the goal for like the first mm -hmm. half of the movie, and then it shifts to more of the whole like rebellion, taking down the colonizer angle thing, and bringing that to a tee. I find it very distracting and it and it uh it negatively impacts my experience being able to follow along to a story and soak in the narrative when things are dubbed no matter what language you watch it in so you watch it in the original language telugu and we had this exact same issue with bahubali even if you watch it in the original language half the scenes are dubbed because they just filmed some of the scenes in different um regions with different languages and there's only and and instead oh. of subtitling it, <laughs> they just always have it. every single language track is dubbed no matter which language track you watch it in. Mm. And that pisses me off and it's distracting. I'm like, why are you doing that? I don't like the so, dub. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because... Um, it's like those old spaghetti westerns. Like, yeah. Like the spaghetti westerns back then, they speak like Italian and then they like yeah, yeah. talk English. Stuff no, I watched it on Netflix and yeah, it doesn't have that original Telugu option yeah. for some bizarre reason I, so. I watched the original telugu and it's still dubbed in like half the movie <laughs> it's mm. so frustrating but does it have like a better ratio of like yes a bit of stuff like recorded on set and like you can actually less, tell it, less is dubbed <laughs> okay 
But there's still well, that'd probably be a preferable version, and I find yeah. that strange that it isn't like on Netflix. Um, but to I know. Be honest, I, yeah, I, I didn't watch that version, and after what half an hour, I kind of just got used to it. Um, just mm. reading the the text anyway, because yeah, it's so cartoony and over the top that like, it didn't even really matter that much uh, to me that side of it. Uh, even like the musical number, like I was really digging, like just the way everything's framed mm. was like really funny to me. Like the whole <laughs> yeah, yeah, like there's this love interest character who can't speak telugu mm-hmm. and they're like having these full scenes together like just not understanding each other and there was just something really ridiculous and funny to me about that i mean mm-hmm. i guess you guys would find it annoying but like there was man it was it's that it's that earnest thing where like everyone is taking it so seriously but the material is so goofy i absolutely mm-hmm. love that kind of tone that makes mm-hmm. it 10 times like funnier and more entertaining to me instead of like you know the nudge nudge wink wink at the camera type self-awareness thing uh yeah we're so used to at this yeah. point you know, the movie does feel kind of earnest and genuine, which I do think people connect to, yeah. rather than, yeah, the kind of cynical, right, self-referential humor that's become so accustomed in, like, Hollywood mm-hmm. movies now. It's so tired that you see in Free Guy and Deadpool. Yeah. So, yeah, it's cool to see something genuine and, right, has a style, has cool visuals. There's actually thought put into that. Oh, God. <laughs> like, oh, God. Sorry, I just I opened my notes. I am really sensitive to like fake sounding instruments. And I'm like, okay, this is a huge budget movie and you're still going to do MIDI trumpets? Like that that's it's it's it so irritating budget? to me. It's right. literally like nails on a chalkboard. So I don't understand how people are like, "Oh, you're just supposed to enjoy it." Like, no, that's <laughs> like literally it's triggering to me. <laughs> like fucking <laughs> keyboard trumpets? Like holy shit. Jesus, why do you... Yeah, let me just... I'm trying to look up the budget. And, you know, it's hard to translate. It's a big budget for an Indian movie. Yeah, you know, their currency's different. It's 5.5 billion INR. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that uh, translates to. Yeah. Yeah, no idea. There's a lot of... But yeah, it's... I think it's, like, one of the most expensive... Did you not like the musical number scene, then, that whole... uh, The dance sequence? uh... By the time I got there, I was so fucking checked out, and I was like just <laughs> irritated <laughs> and i don't know like it doesn't it didn't distinguish itself much at all from other dance numbers i've seen in indian films it was just like oh okay this is on the checklist you know there's american films have their own checklists and i'm just as irritated by checklist scenes in american films this is just a different checklist and i've seen it before maybe a lot of other people that love this movie have never seen such a thing before cool this is something i've seen before and i'm just irritated by it i don't like checklist movies it's just it's <laughs> it's frustrating to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just... <laughs> it's weird that they Oscar nominated it, but I guess they felt obligated to give it some sort of a nod because so many people were expecting this to like actually have multiple nominations. Jason Blum tweeted that, mark my words, he was he was going to bet that RRR would win best film at the Oscars. This was before the nominations the were film, out. Yeah. And that's what he, he literally said picture. that. And then he promptly deleted the tweet. And apparently there's a lot of people <laughs> that believe that. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't, I don't know if you feel that way, Alex. Like you just enjoy the film. Like, I, I don't know in what world yeah, people think that, that the Academy would nominate this for best picture. Like, what the hell are you smoking? Like, I don't understand these people. <laughs> like, <laughs> is, is the movie is just so epic that the Academy would nominate it for best picture. Like, that's what they do. Yeah, this is reminding me a little bit of that discussion we had for um, 
was it Mission Impossible Fallout a little bit? You know, mm-hmm. where like mm. those action scenes like were so good to me. Like, like mm-hmm. that 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 ra- yeah. raised yeah. up everything around it to a point where it's like I don't even care like uh, when things are sagging a little bit or which I didn't even think was too bad in this movie despite that runtime because I felt the pace was so quick ignore and- the bathroom scenes <laughs> <laughs> um, or like yeah like yeah. L- little quirks obviously here and there like the the CG animals like don't look great and there's like lots of bad acting but like <laughs> the earnestness shines through and like the mm-hmm. genuinely the action is so much fun like I, I can't wait to get some like friends together and like have a Good. few beers and watch this because it's going to be like I think that would be like the perfect environment to like really enjoy and yeah, celebrate maybe, the like craziness of this. Maybe that's how, yeah. Maybe that's how I should watch it. And I, yeah, it. I would not personally, would but I'm really glad that you get that out of it. <laughs> I'm really glad you do. If there's one thing that I could say about this film as like a definite positive, even though I don't connect to the film, I don't. I obviously don't connect a lot to the filmmaker because this is a part of his his, <laughs> his being. But that's the thing is, it does feel like it was made with passion. It does feel like himself Absolutely. is in the film and I could, you know, I might not connect with that. I might not connect with what he's putting out there, but at least he's putting out himself and you can tell the guy really likes making movies. Like that's, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take that away from him, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah people love it. Good for them. <laughs> you know like if it's just with a movie like this it's so universal mm-hmm. it almost was trying to have a universal appeal and i think it succeeded in what it's trying to do but when you cast your nets so wide exactly. there's gonna be some people who don't love what you're doing and that's just like a fact of life yeah. <laughs> doesn't mean anyone's wrong or right it's just you know some people aren't gonna dig it and some people love it yeah. I'm, I'm great i mean that's great i'm i'm happy some people are racist obviously <laughs> for people <laughs> well, yeah. So people just yeah. hate Indians. Some people, some people never recommend yeah. foreign films on their channel. They're just so racist. They're 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 definitely not known for including foreign films <laughs> in their top ten of the year list more than any other person on the platform. No, yeah, they're just really racist. Obviously, <laughs> simple answers for simple people. Yeah, it's a weird one because, like, man, I, d- I didn't connect with Bahubali to the point where I didn't even watch like the sequel, whatever. Because that course. was only like half the story wasn't it like i just yeah who cares if you don't finish Um, the story i I do remember there being like way more musical numbers in it like breaking up the tone Mm -hmm. like a lot more regularly right i was gonna mention this seemed more more action heavy and i don't know if that's because of the region it was made in it has like a different kind of flavor it's like more action focused and less musical because yeah there's not many musical numbers which is good for me because those are like kind of my least favorite parts of like the bollywood movies yeah no because yeah. that, that's what i was kind of dreading that it like every 20 minutes there was going to be one of these and i like and it stops me from like getting into the story but there's, there's one and i felt it was well placed um expressive and uh-huh. kind, of, kind of a banger to be honest um <laughs> yeah sure it's mostly action yeah which i, I did appreciate that and note that too. yeah because that was what i liked about bahubali was the like wacky action like towards the end the big like scale of it and how like silly and creative they were getting i was like man if it could just get more of that like more consistently then i'd be down for this this kind of story and i felt like that's what this was with with more of a like heart as well like the those two main characters i found i did find them very endearing especially with like where it goes and how it kind of concludes i found like very satisfying and kind of crowd pleasing yeah no i i really enjoyed this despite that runtime and everything we've been saying like yeah, it really connected with me. Mm-hmm. Awesome. 
Yeah. I'm actually, ha- I'm, yeah. I'm glad for you. And I'm glad we had this conversation because just like, yeah, there's the, <laughs> there's, there's some people defending this movie that, uh, I'm not able to understand why they like it because they have very, um, very, uh, I guess just simple understanding of the world and not understanding that other <laughs> brains exist. Whereas like you are capable of understanding that other brains exist. Yeah. So, Cause I saw some people saying like, Oh, you just got to switch your brain off, which I find oh, yeah. to be like a really, I don't find that a compelling argument. Not at all. all the time. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, don't experience the film with your brain. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I yeah. didn't feel like I had yeah. to do that. I was getting enough from that action. I thought the framing of everything was just simple enough, just engaging enough to get me in. I understood the stakes. I liked those main characters a lot. I liked the emotion they brought to it. The actors were clearly really loving it and were really selling it to me. And yeah, man, if you if you like just wacky big scale action scenes, like it really delivers on that front to me. Awesome! I'm uh, yeah. I'm giving this one one star for each R in the title out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna rate it because I didn't finish mm-hmm. it. Who knows? One day I'll finish it. It'll click with me, and I'll be like, "Wow, that's the greatest movie ever." <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Not sure. I wound up rating it um, for uh, for the for most of the runtime. It, it was like hovering around a, like seven out of ten for me. But that whole prison escape sequence was like mm. I was I was like <laughs> I was loving it. So I actually bumped yeah. it up to a four star for me. Yeah, awesome. All right, let's talk awesome. about. We also saw another uh, film that uh, was in theaters called Mathrigan, and Ugh. it. Uh, <laughs> How do we feel about it? How do we feel about it, everybody? It's uh, it's Blum, Jason Blum, technically, yep. who said RR should win best film, up there with Megan. Oh well, Megan is this year technically, so it can't be nominated for best did, film. Did Jason Blum produce um, it? Yeah, with James Wan, right? Yeah, it was Blumhouse, right? Yeah, I Blumhouse, think yeah, they're I'm doing a lot sure. of collabs yeah. now. I think they're actually just going to merge studios or some shit. It, it like, felt like a Blumhouse, maybe. Well, like Universal? This, yeah, this feels very much to me like a, uh, a kind of black phone situation where it's like this horror film is coming out. There's a bunch of like positive buzz for it. And then I watch it and I'm just, I just, I don't get what the, <laughs> what the deal is with this. I was like bored out of my mind. I yeah. could not like, yeah. I couldn't figure out the tone that it was going for or like what it was it, really trying to yeah. achieve. It, it really kind of pissed me it off. It is kind of fucking boring. Yeah. 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 It's insanely uh-huh. boring. I was kind of waiting yeah. for the, uh, oh man, what was, uh, malignant sort of moment where it would like no. click or something or something wacky would happen, no, no, but no. that never comes. Yeah. That absolutely does not happen. Yeah. Here's the thing with malignant, even in the first half of malignant, and I'm going to try and say this without spoiling malignant, but even in the first half of it where the tone is confusing and it's like, okay, what are you really going for before it really clicks? Mm-hmm. Even within that, there's like good directing, <laughs> right? Whereas Mithrigan, yeah, yeah, yeah. zero yeah. semblance of of like being a competent director to be found anywhere in the entire <laughs> film. When every single performance is that bad, it's not the actor's fault. When every single performance mm-hmm. in your entire film is that bad, it is not the actor's fault at all. That is a shit director. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, Allison Williams is a good actress. Yeah, so. Yeah, not in this one. I didn't think she was terrible in this, but. <laughs> not in this one. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, yeah, the, the malignant moment isn't really here. No. I guess it's like when she's dancing in the hallway toward the end, but that's in there the trailer. It's like a one second the thing. The TikTok dance, yeah. 
Yeah, that is the moment. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just seemed like it, it couldn't decide what kind of horror movie it wanted to be because you could imagine like a really kind of self-aware, dumb conceit with this movie because the whole thing is like it's like a toy company that's building this lifelike doll which in and of itself just like it just <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense to the point where it's like okay so this is already <laughs> so stupid that i'm not going to buy into it unless you are kind of a bit more self-aware about it or, or find some fun angle some kind of chucky-esque angle to take with it but it doesn't no. Like it, it, it just kind of no, flaps really. around and well, then ends. Like there's, I didn't even take notes during this one. Like I, I, I really, it. I was bored out of my fucking mind. Like I don't know what Blumhouse uh-huh. movies, man. I can't, I can't. Yeah. But outside of Get Out, like I, I really don't like them. Yeah. And like Whiplash. Whiplash. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Whiplash. Yeah. Well, God, yeah. that's so strange. Isn't the it? least Blumhouse. Blumhouse. And, and there's like one other one, probably. This is one other one I'm not thinking of. Um, but yeah, it's like I think for a Blumhouse movie, it's like maybe. I liked it more than Halloween Ends, at least because it had a like a little more of a comedic tone. I get you guys didn't get that. Oh maybe, no, it, I, I for definitely me it was kind of like it. a dark it, horror comedy. It just wasn't like yeah, it wasn't funny one hundred percent of the time. <laughs> it just was yeah, exactly. Yeah. It didn't go in either direction. It wasn't scary and it wasn't funny. You're a horror comedy, so you can't do either of those things. None of the acting's good. None of the shots are good. None of the gore is good. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something funny that happened. Like, what are you in it? selling me? Yeah. If none if none of it is competent, what are what am I supposed to appreciate about it? If every single element yeah. is just bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not wacky enough. Yeah. You know? It hints at that. Mm-hmm. As you said, Alex, it just kind of flaps uh-huh. around. It wasn't like Sam Raimi over the top or anything. It's it's the Magikarp of movies. <laughs> that's kind of the stuff I liked when it got a little more when it got a little more wacky. That's that's like one of the more um, and it didn't really go. Know, that it got far. a little fun then because at least it was memorable. But yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really go far enough. It's like yeah, with RRR, it's like so over the top. Like at least it's memorable. Mm-hmm. This is like and the tones consistent. You know, it's like the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I get I get the tonal shift. I don't know. I feel like I'm more positive on it than you guys were, mm-hmm. but I'm also struggling to remember exactly. like what I liked about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? It's so derivative too. Yeah, with these kind of movies, I, I like just going to like what was like a good scene from it. What was like an awesome scene from exactly. it? Exactly. <laughs> like I, I can't I can't think of one. When she started Genuinely. singing "Titanium" by Sia, I was like, I like that song, <laughs> and I remembered that I liked. Did you the like song. it in the movie? <laughs> It was one of those things where it's like I can I I like that you tried. And that's going to make that's going to connect with some people. It didn't connect with me, but I like that you tried to do something a little kind of silly. Uh didn't work, but uh you know, it reminded me of something that I like. That's not the movie. Mm-hmm. So that was the best part about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the thing with so many Blumhouse movies where like you can tell just from the advertising that this is just going to be a huge success. Everyone's going to go and see this movie. And I guess just having the like creepy little girl, you know, kind of uncanny valley type thing going on, like that's that's enough. That's all they really needed to get oh, like, some seats. But like, it doesn't. Yeah, it can't carry an hour story long movie. No. Yeah. It it is really bare bones, lazy in terms of what it's offering as a film. It's a skeleton of a movie. There's no detail. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to like appreciate. <laughs> it's just it's so hollow yeah what you what you get on surface yeah. level is just the movie it, like that's the whole movie the trailer was the movie and that that title that title with the three in it is like <laughs> the title. m3 gun it's just so like uh 
Which sucks because so they're obviously making a sequel now because it was successful. So the third uh-huh. movie, what is that going to be called? McTugan. M3 and 3? Yeah, is it going to be Mithrigan 2 or Mithrigan 3? If they could change the A into a 4, that could be Mithrigforn. Yeah, we're talking about a $12 million budget for this. So it's, you know, very low. Yeah, that is low. With 160 million plus gross. So, yeah, we're going to probably get a bunch of these, unfortunately. So this, this movie was originally supposed to be rated R. Then... Oh, then really? The fucking dance part, I guess. TikTok people were like, "Ha, ah, she's yeah, dancing." Yeah, went viral on t- TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, so, so they were like, "So they oh, had we to make get the babies in the movie, to go so they see. cut it down to a PG thirteen yeah. rating." So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so fifteen in the UK, whatever that means. The, the most obnoxious crowd of people like I've ever seen a movie. Oh with. yeah, they they were like, oh, you, you were they there had with their the flashlights on. Yeah, I think oh, they, that's probably what they were doing. They were probably TikToking, but they had their phones on, f- like flashlights on, talking oh, during the God, movie. It was sucks. fucking I- irritating. Oh, that sucks. Um, so maybe that's why I rated the movie higher, like because I wasn't able to like appreciate, like, yeah. like I was, I could, like, I could barely pay attention because these fucking <laughs> annoying people behind me. <laughs> I could hardly pay attention. I mean, there. that's the thing with that's the thing with Blumhouse movies too. Whenever you see these movies, the crowd is always like so obnoxious uh-huh. it is they're just like irritating yeah. and yeah horror movie crowds and especially blumhouse it's just so well, fucking yeah, irritating. bad horror movie crowds yeah i had that for smile recently too. yeah it's because they get teenagers in there who like have yeah. nothing better to do and they're fucking entitled so they just like ruin everything like they ruin the experience for everyone else in the theater yeah. and, like, that's like so that's basically what you get with a pg-13 horror movie exactly so you're better off watching an R-rated horror movie, like an A24 or something try, like that. Here's my advice. Try to catch it, like, earlier in the day. So yeah, with the something like that. I saw it in a place that served liquor, so it was just, like, adults. But Yeah. Those A24 horror movies get, like, you know, low user reviews. Because they, they go see shit like this. Because they just want to go on their phone and, and be obnoxious. <laughs> like, they don't actually want to watch, like, yeah, a good Yeah, they just want to look at the screen and there's a TikTok dance, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And they had to wait an hour and a half for it because it's at the very end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the movie was going to like wrap up in that uh, building there where they build Mithrigan. Yeah. And she kills like the CEO, whatever. But then it just ends at the house again. Like they all ha- they have to go back to the house because, you know, they have to save money on the, in the budget yeah. <laughs> to film in the building. We, can only, we only have two days in the building. We got to go back exactly. to the house. It always went back <laughs> to the house. Most of the movie was in the house because they had to save money. And it was in the woods. It was in the mm. woods in a house or like in a in one room in a building. Yeah, maybe a needed James Wan direction to Yeah, like, I w- uh, I, it would have been better. Character to Fuck it. Yeah. It's got no personality. Uh-huh. Or even like yeah, work like the the one location thing to like a strength, like kind of black phone did, where he's trapped mm. in the basement. It's like, oh, okay, we're we're trapped here. It's one location, but that's the story. Have her trapped in the house with Megan or something. Like have the climax of the movie like they're trapped, but like nothing happens with that it's it's like they just go back and forth and you know they're they're in that house basically to save money is is what i'm saying it's not any kind of like story reason or like it doesn't like work dramatically that fucking Um, and it's just like little things that bothered me the 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 supposed climax of the film with her battling the other robot where it's just like this marvel moment (laughs) you know like, yeah, that was so annoying, and it was like that was the weird. implication that it was super epic when it was just really lame. 
It's always just so annoying. Yeah, that's what I mean. That could have been like tense. Yeah, and the little girl's like in a room and they tell her to stay there. But then I think Megan like smashes a glass over Allison Williams' head. Like, wouldn't the kid come out of oh, the yeah. room? Oh, yeah, and then she comes in and she's like, there's no reason why she shouldn't be able to see exactly what's happening. And then Mithrigan is talking at like the same yeah. volume she was before. She's not even whispering. She's like, if she finds out, I'm going to kill you. And I'm, it was so confusing. I, it, I had to piece together like, oh, the implication is that Mithrigan is speaking, but the girl can't, the, the other girl can't hear her. That this yeah, is right. like when you have exactly. to put an effort into understanding something that should be very simply <laughs> communicated in a film. I'm sorry. That's bad directing. Your job is to communicate those things. Your job is to make, like, communicate those in a way that's that's simple to understand for audience members. Like, sure, if you want to have, like, subtext or, like, deeper meaning, like, maybe those things can be uh, an effortful interpretation. But, like, basic things about what you're supposed to be experiencing in the movie, when you can't figure that shit out or when you actually have to put an effort into it, mm-hmm. you might just suck at directing. <laughs> you might just suck at it. <laughs> Tell me if you guys noticed the same thing, but there was, there was one actor in particular that I thought was, like, stood out as being... Like, so horrendous that I was like, is, is this like intentionally bad? The um, the kind of like higher up at the toy company guy who kept yeah. like showing up and was supposed to be like an intimidating <laughs> figure who was coming in and like putting his foot down. Like we got to get the new toys now. What's his name? Ronnie Shang or something? He was yeah. He was like, oh my god, was he bad? I was like <laughs> shocked. Yeah. I was like really shocked by how appalling that performance was. Both but, himself I mean, and Allison Williams were like. So his, he was like he was acting like yeah. he was in a satire yeah yeah like, that's, it was that's like, exactly right Ralph. that's exactly how it felt to me yeah which is why i thought the movie was a satire but it kind of is and it, it also doesn't go far enough in any direction no it doesn't yeah. really go far it's like, like i like the enough. opening the little opening where like you see the yeah. toy commercial for like the stupid toy that she has at the beginning that's before megan like, that was fun. It's like, oh, this is like a satirical take on, like, the toy industry and how it's, like, taking over child's brains and they're not focused on, like, you know, their lives or whatever. It could, it could have done something there. Mm-hmm. Interesting, yeah, is, yeah. is my point. And they just, like, they kind well, of... The whole, like, idea of, like, kind of embracing the Uncanny Valley, like, creepiness for, like, horror reasons. Like, you, you could do something with that. You could play with that. You could, like, make something kind of weird and freaky with it, but... It's yeah, it's more interested, I guess, in the in the dancing and the in the advertising side. <laughs> TikToks, yeah, and, and just being like a conventional horror movie with the jump scares, with the kills yeah. and yeah, it's super lame. Uh I don't I don't know. I rated it positively. I, I guess pff, I fuck I don't know. <laughs> there was something I liked about it when I saw it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Something. There was something I liked about it. Uh, and uh, maybe it was like, yeah, the child psychology angle. Maybe that was interesting while watching it. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. My Blumhouse yeah. is just my movie kryptonite. Like, I just... <sighs> I, I can't wait to see what they do with Five Nights at Freddy's, at least. That's going to be something. <laughs> oh, man. That is going to be a train wreck. <laughs> can't wait. I, I'm excited for that, too. Maybe I like that about the film, too. At least it's an original IP. It's not just a, uh, you know, another Halloween movie or another Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, it's a Chucky yeah, clone, like, but how it's like, at least it's like here? a new franchise. <laughs> it's a new franchise, at least, a new IP. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can't literally say it's like Child's Play. It's it, it's it's influenced by Child's Play. And, um, yeah, it's just a worse yeah, what was that other movie. <laughs> it, yeah, it's like Ex Machina, kind of, and, one. you know, any kind of like AI kind of thing. 
it, it yeah it really played around more with like the science fiction i, I actually i wish it played around more with the science fiction yeah, aspects yeah. of it because that could have been kind of cool like oh you're blending like this like futuristic technology with like this horror movie story and yeah but if they really wanted to embrace it it'd be too expensive which isn't really blumhouse's <laughs> cup of tea mm-hmm. yeah i mm-hmm. wish it did a lot of things um i like they, they killed the kid that's about yeah. it uh, <laughs> this one a, uh, a three gun out of ten. Yeah, this is a one and a half star for me. Like, uh, yeah, I'm aware Blumhouse just they just don't really connect with me, and this one definitely didn't. Wish James one maybe could have directed it. Maybe that's what it needed to yeah. sell the goofiness a bit more or bring some kind of yeah. character or charisma to yeah. it. But yeah, just aw- awful all around. well i gave it a three star um i clearly saw something in it i'm not gonna argue with you guys i don't want (laughs) to it's pointless trying to argue with you hated it that's Mm -hmm. fine yeah yeah i clearly saw something in it It just take the same concept give it to someone with talent you've got a better movie it's as simple (laughs) as that (laughs) you need a better story and a better like a better script i mean and a better director it's just mm-hmm. weak, weak in the elements that bring it life. And so it didn't have a life. Sweet. Uh, I guess it's time to talk about the movie that was recommended last episode. Serial Mom. Mom. As a serial mom. 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 <laughs> Me- serial Mima. Mom. Serial <laughs> Mama. Serial Mother. Yeah. yeah, as you said. From 1994, and it's directed by John Waters. So yeah, I recommended this movie. And the first thing people are going to say, like, why didn't you recommend Pink Flamingo? It's like the red... <laughs> Pink ah! Flamingo. I think we... I think... <laughs> why didn't you recommend Pink Flamingos, Ralph? <laughs> I think... We, did we see Pink Flamingos? I think Adam saw I've it. it. I've seen I've it. Seen I actually it. watched yeah. Pink Flamingos and Serial Mom for this discussion. So. Oh, yeah. great. Nice. They're very different movies, I feel. Um, they're, they're both weird. They're both definitely made by the same mm. director. Mm. But they have very different st- styles and tones. And um, I'd say Serial Mom's more like of a conventional movie that like I could actually have more of a discussion mm-hmm. about. Like I feel like I could talk more about a movie like this than something is out there is like Pink Flamingos. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I really like this movie and... Uh, the conversation yeah. about Pink Flamingos is more about the director anyway. And you can like still have yeah. that conversation right. talking about one of his other films. What I'm curious about, Alex... And the shock value. Did you, have too. you not seen a John Waters film before and that's why you watch Pink Flamingos <laughs> no, as well? I, yeah, that was the main reason. Because I'd, I'd always been meaning to get around to Pink Flamingos, but never really found like an excuse to. And uh, yeah, I'd, he'd always been there kind of in in the background, like that random cameo in Jackass that he has. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> hearing about him here and there. And he's like an important figure in yes. film. But I figured, yeah getting in with pink flamingos because that's kind of the most well-known uh is it infamous yeah. the right word it's quite notorious quite a, infamous sure yeah notorious oh, yeah. film yeah uh i don't know if i could bring myself to like recommend that exactly exactly but it, that's that's cool yeah so basically for those of you unfamiliar with john waters He's a director that just kind of really enjoys getting reactions out of people. He's like, you could call him like Mm. a little bit of a troll in that sense. But there's this disgust factor that he finds very amusing that he just puts in his film. Like he wants to do something and show you something that you haven't seen before in a way that does push boundaries. And that's what he's really good at is just making something, you know, outrageous and, you know, pink flamingos. It's not 
like a well-directed, well-filmed movie, but that's, it doesn't need to be because it's just doing like really fucked up shit. That's part and of that's why he charm. fits in with the yeah. Jackass yeah. crew is because that's also a different type exactly. of, of that art form is just the laughter in that out- outrageous element of like, Oh wow, they just did that, you know, like, or trying to yeah, make people the, vomit. Yeah, yeah. Like he's happy. If you tell him that you vomited watching one of his movies, he'll, he would love that. He'll, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it came close for me in pink flamingos. <laughs> yeah, sure. He finds really weird like subjects for his movies. And yeah, he, he likes those weird kind of characters and exploring them. And they do these shocking things. And yeah, when they were marketing pink flamingos, they didn't really show footage from, <laughs> the movie so much in the trailers they were showing footage of the audience in the oh, trailers yeah. watching the movie and being yeah, shocked and like being revolted by and that's how they marketed the movie i think that's part of his appeal exactly. is like that shock factor gets butts in seats people wanted at least wanted to see it at yeah. some point what's the tagline for uh, pink flamingos is an exercise in poor taste which is a good <laughs> way of putting it and what a like yeah, an interesting it. concept like it yeah it's really unique and does bring out like an emotional response from you because like yeah some of the stuff is like genuinely like gross and disgusting and it's like part of the story oh, yeah. of the film too so it's like yeah a whole experience to it mm-hmm. yeah definitely a, a groundbreaking boundary pushing film and director yeah um that's a yeah, good it's thing like, it's like aside from like saying it's like shocking and what like i don't have much to say about that you know, um, we're a serial mom. I, I feel like I have a lot to say about starting with like the way he filmed this movie compared to Pink Flamingos. Like Pink Flamingos <laughs> is like rough, really rough, rough cinematography. And that's like so when you watch a movie like this and the way it's filmed, it is filmed like a kind of conventional yeah. movie. I'm sure some people will be critical of the movie for that. Like oh, it's too conventional. But you got to think about what he's doing here and what this movie is. It's a satire of like. You know the the suburban family, and it's kind of like a like a sitcom feel. Yes. It's trying to be a bit conventional. It's part of yeah. the style and part of what it's satirizing, yeah, exactly. and that's why he chose to sh- film this movie this the way. Whole, like tame nuclear family like yeah. dynamic, yeah, with mm-hmm. the like housewives that won't even say like. Uh, what was that that flower the pussy, pussy. willows like they, they, pussy <laughs> willow yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times i heard pussy in this movie it's just, it's hilarious yeah the amount of times the first note like that was written to her it's like i'm gonna get you pussy face let it out me. nobody's gonna hurt you yeah pussy pussy willow pussy willow <laughs> it's funny would you be more comfortable saying it to a female police officer yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly it's like it's very funny it has yeah. a very distinct very specific tone mm-hmm. That it captures like perfectly, like the satire, all the like the dialogue delivery of everything, the set design, like the dad's the dad is a dentist. His dentist office, there's a giant photo, a giant picture of a tooth. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> center frame and it's colorful and it's like so distracting. But that's hilarious to me. I find shit like yeah. that so funny. Yeah, no, it was a nice yeah. like, reminder like a lot of, of thought, true satire. Like we keep talking about like mm-hmm. these like comedy films and like they're just so like in your face and that lack of subtlety, but it is a true satire. Like the whole intro with the kind of doing the fargo saying it's like a true story and all of this yeah. like yeah. happened uh-huh. like I, <laughs> I love that framing it, it yeah. makes it feel like so much more like it, has, it gives stakes to it i feel yeah, and this yeah. came before fargo this is 94 mm. and fargo is 96 yeah. so interesting 
this, this movie did do the whole true crime thing before Fargo did. And yeah, I love framing a story that way. It makes it so much more interesting. And yeah, it's not true. It, but the movie did get me, I think, for like the first half of it where I thought it was true. There's a certain point. There was point. a point. She, started, <laughs> she kills so yeah, many yeah, yeah. people. Same. She it kills so many people in such a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. She kills so many people yeah. in such a short amount of time. It's like, okay, no way is this fucking true. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. sure this is a very true story. Uh-huh. <laughs> when she's being tailed by like 10 police cars in like a comical like row it's like yeah yeah, it's like really silly and and over the top that way yeah exactly Mm. i love the acting yeah the the main girl uh kathleen turner she's great she was she's really funny she was nailed it she nailed it perfectly yeah yeah the whole family was funny the dude from the scooby-doo played shaggy yeah 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 yeah, yeah. If Mrs. Powell like, shows like, up, knew his name um, off this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that the neighbor? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, the okay. one who sees the, I loved her the blood it. on the bottom of her shoe and tells the mm-hmm. police. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got some doo doo on your shoe. Yeah, I, I love that character too. It's a very funny performance. Everyone was great in the movie. And something I love about the characters too was they had agency. Like they actually figure out that she's like a serial killer. And they piece it together themselves. And I did like that about the writing. Whereas, you know, in a more conventional movie, she would like reveal it in some like cliche scene toward the end or they drag it out too long. This movie has a really good pace. Mm -hmm, Like the characters actually feel like, oh, these are characters with their own agency and they figure these things out. And it keeps the story moving forward. Like it goes all these directions that you don't expect it to go and it, like in the second half it, it doesn't really become about her killing people anymore it becomes about like her going to jail and her trial yeah. and like becoming a satire of all that shit like the the justice system one of the detectives they just bring out that he he has a magazine delivered <laughs> to his door chicks with dicks and that's like the big like oh we got him he gets a magazine chicks with dicks yeah. and he's like oh so we ruined his reputation and it's just like stupid cartoony logic like that the movie's always unpredictable it's always doing things and it's always fun it's always you know you actually want to watch it <laughs> because it's always funny and it's always engaging yeah and that's all really i could ask for for a comedy yeah i love this movie i thought it was great especially the second time i thought it was really funny it reminded me at, at points of american psycho just how she kept getting away with it mm. <laughs> which is funny yeah like i wonder if maybe uh, like the novel for American Psycho came out before this, but the film came out after. And I wonder if maybe there was like a little bit of inspiration because. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah. It, it seemed to kind of just that that was a part of like the satire that it was uh, offering of just, you know, like, oh, you know, <laughs> this this wouldn't really happen. She wouldn't really get away with it like yeah. this. And we're yeah, kind of yeah. stretching the excuses as to how she could or why she would get away with it but she just continues getting away with it as and it gets more ridiculous as it goes on and the fact that it's ridiculous is part of the joke you know you're not supposed to it's not supposed to be like a logical thing it's supposed to be like oh this is stupid and that's why it's funny it also (laughs) reminded me of um kind of like lloyd kaufman trauma films because he Mm, always has that same kind of tone of like okay yeah this is supposed to be dumb you know we're just gonna we're gonna do something weird and wacky and kind of you know poor taste or, or whatever and it's not supposed yeah. to be like this higher yeah. thing but i feel like john waters does bring a level of talent to it that lloyd kaufman doesn't mm-hmm. really have i feel like john waters is just a better director going for a similar kind of tone a level of like class yeah because those are super low budget 
And yeah, mm-hmm. witty, clever, funny dialogue. Like that was selling it a lot for me. Yeah. Like, we were saying about how like that like the husband character, for example, is like kind of piecing it together, finding the clues and under the bed of all the like she's like got this idea ideation with um serial killers and it's like a Manson read it what was it looking at like Charles Manson in the uh under a bird book type thing. Like you'd look at you know, porn under a, like a yeah. real book or something. And yeah, he's got yeah. that line later on where they've all like figured out that she's a serial killer. And he's like, yeah, I've read all about this. Like, is this menopause? And like, he's just like deluded and going from like, <laughs> in the beginning of the movie, he's like, there's like a murder reported on TV. And he's like, they should get the death penalty. But then by the end, he's wearing that badge. That's like, no, no gas chamber or something like that. Like, yeah, this got like yeah. just a really funny yeah. framing. There's so many funny jokes and payoffs. Yeah, great running gags. Like I love the running gag that uh, like the the one of the police detectives there like every woman in the movie wants to have sex with him. It's oh, like yeah. a really <laughs> funny yeah, yeah. running gag. Like this girl's boyfriend is like killed by the serial mom and she's crying and then she looks over the police detective and starts like flirting with him, giving him looks. Like it's hilarious. <laughs> it's so silly and ridiculous. But it, it keeps, like I said, it keeps up that fun. It doesn't get boring. It, it always does something that you don't expect it to do. And that keeps it fresh. And it keeps it, you know, lot, really, really fun. And it's a short movie. Too. Especially... The way it all comes to a head with that that court scene, that that's when I was like really, really loving it, and the jokes were like really landing for me because it was like mm-hmm. yeah, bringing back like recurring characters and that <laughs> yeah. that whole scene where uh, she's she's like mouthing like "fuck you" to the woman, and they like have a screaming match in court, and the whole like little bit of commentary of like selling the book about the sensationalized like murders outside of the courtroom and stuff. It's like really funny and clever. Uh-huh. Or just her motivations for killing people like yeah, one yeah. woman doesn't recycle. So she's like, I and then the two garbage men are like, someone should kill her. <laughs> yeah, I give her a smile. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, yeah, it's so ridiculous. Or like the she like loves birds and she sees like her neighbors eating chicken <laughs> and it's like yeah. close-ups on them like eating chicken. You know, that's a it's a visual gag too. Like that scene needed to be directed a certain way to have an effect and it, and it did like it was very funny even her beating that lady to death with the lamb chop or whatever when and it's set to tomorrow from annie mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You, you had to coordinate the scene to sync up perfectly it's like this is a director who has a vision and wanted to do these very ambitious set pieces and it works and you know i love comedies especially that do that they have like these great directed scenes like that yeah and it feels like it has kind of like a like theatrical sensibility to a lot of it you know in terms of how it's written and Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. how it's performed it feels like a very kind of like almost leaning towards theater rather than film in a way if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's kind of the satirical you can tell it's directed by a super uh, gay man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the kind of exploitation gross stuff like uh is still in there. Obviously not in the same mm. way that it is in Pink Flamingos, but you got like, yeah, the bogeys on the baby and the whole like licking feet, the dog licking that woman's feet while she's watching. <laughs> yeah, what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, so bizarre. Just reminders, yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, that was really funny. Oh man, there's so many jokes in here that that were just great like that. Yeah. Mhm. There's there's a couple I I've written down a couple funny parts, but we I mentioned at the beginning the fucking Howie scream <laughs> like this yeah. this might oh, be yeah. like one of the earliest examples where 
it almost seems like it's put there ironically, right? <laughs> like it, it's 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 mm-hmm. it seems to know just how silly that is in its usage, which is funny because like the inverse <laughs> is like you know the Wilhelm scream that you know in the nineties people were just putting it in as like kind of an in joke for filmmakers, but mm. not explicitly ironically like that. Or is like the Howie scream, which is mm-hmm. so much funnier to me. And just the way it was used in the film, just like right after mm-hmm. a murderer, the guy just <laughs> shows up. Yeah. Like that's his that's his genuine reaction to seeing a dead body was the Howie scream. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. That was funny. And toward the end, there's like a gasp in the courtroom. That's like, oh yeah, stock, it's a sound effect I've heard in a ton gasp. of other things. Yeah, it, it's clearly intentional. Though it's clearly like, <gasps> yeah, like it's so ridiculous. Yeah, because it just doesn't take itself too seriously, and it doesn't need to, and it it, no. it benefits from not. Yeah, yeah. The tone is perfect. It's the perfect yeah. tone. God, there's so many good jokes. But yeah, but especially in that that whole courtroom with the yeah the white shoes after Labor Day bit the Suzanne Summers this is my bad side thing like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so many like yeah. quotable, quotable fun moments when she's chasing and she sees a guy in a like I think a van just a vehicle and she does the GTA thing but instead of like pulling him out she just says out please and he says yes ma'am and then just like lets her <laughs> take his vehicle that's fun yeah that's so stupid yeah. but that's great that was fun it's it's, it's <laughs> great that it is stupid the interaction with Lilliot, uh where that guy comes up and he's like your mom killed my brother and then like punches him but then they yeah. start having a conversation yeah. like who's gonna play you in the like tv show version of yeah. the story yeah <laughs> it's like, yeah very very well uh-huh. like the satire is very biting. It's like yeah. Gone Girl or something. Uh, <laughs> reminded me of that. Like toward the end, especially mm-hmm. with the whole you know, actress playing her in a movie. <laughs> mm. It's fair to mention another comedy we talked about, Death to Smoochie, uh. as a comparison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't even think about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh. Man. I did. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I recommended like Serial Mom, which is like a good uh, like comedy. Yeah. And we just talked about like a really bad comedy. Yeah. I was like trying to think about the differences yeah. of like why this one works and that one doesn't. Yeah, that's a good point because that was a totally failed satire, wasn't it? Like it was utterly mm-hmm. failure in every way. Contrast. And part of it's like, it's just a much better story. You have the serial killer mom character, which is a very, it's an archetype that like I think a lot of people would know. It's the mom who's like controlling, obsessed with her family, wants everything to be perfect a product of like that perfect suburban like yeah. lifestyle and you know it's a satire of that this mom who she wants her family to be so perfect that anything that stands in her family's way or her way she will literally kill them and she also is kind of nuts at some point she just starts killing people <laughs> for random reasons but it, it, it's like i actually understood what was happening mm-hmm. and there was like pacing yeah. and progression and like I said, like conflicts, like the other characters figure it out and they try to fight back and the story is changing constantly. It's not just one thing, the whole movie. Yeah. It's not her killing people, the whole movie. And yeah, just Death to Spucci did not have that. I had no fucking idea what was happening that yeah. movie. You know? it, it's simple what its goals are. It's easy to understand what it's trying to do and it's not pretentious and it's immediately captivating. You know, mm-hmm. it, you never get the impression of like, oh yeah, we think this part's supposed to be funny. This is, you know, like... You never get the impression that it's that it's insisting upon itself, whereas Death to Smoochie yeah. was kind of like, oh, God, you know, like, 
<laughs> just predictable. <laughs> Isn't this even, wacky? Even, like the lines in yeah. Death to Smoochie were predictable, and then just everything like it was just so difficult yeah, to care yeah. what the fuck was going on. It's also short and sweet. Like it yeah, knows when exactly. it's like right. extended. It's uh, good length comedic chops, like everything it can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another like good sign of the satire being biting is the OJ Simpson like trial was like yeah. a few months like after this came out. So like, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that. It's around the same time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know exactly when, but yeah, it's definitely around the same time. It's clearly a satire of that. And yeah, it's like actually what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he got free. It's pr- prophetic. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That is funny. Yeah, that it predicted that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I kept thinking about the OJ thing during it. I just... Yeah, it's a it's a nice, good, just fun film. Like, I, I after I watched it, I bought the Blu-ray. I was like, you know what? I will... Nice. I will... Take the Blu-ray, please. Collector's edition Blu-ray. <laughs> and maybe I'll see some special cool, cool. features. And maybe I'll put it on. See, this I would put on for, for some, like, drunk friends or whatever, you know? Mm. I would put this on for a crowd. Mm-hmm. What about Pink Flamingos? Would you put that one on? Uh, <laughs> for the right people, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not everybody. It's not as broad. I'm glad we talked about Pink Flamingos, too. That was... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one's not as broad. It's it's not as accessible. This is one of the more accessible John Waters films where you still get for sure. Him it's from very the accessible. Film. You still get what he's going for. You get his vibe, but you're not, you know, watching someone eat poop off a sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers for Pink, Pink Flamingos. <laughs> is that a spoiler? Like, does that matter? Like, kind of. <laughs> it's kind of like the bookend. <laughs> yeah, but it's not connected to anything in the film. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you could have put it... Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, now watch this, folks. It's basically like... Now for something completely different. <laughs> like, in, in uh, John Waters' whole filmography, the a lot of other kind of movies of this kind of level uh, that you'd recommend. I know one of the big ones is like Hairspray and that oh, side. Yeah. But mm-hmm. well, really. Which I haven't seen. Yeah, there's a lot I would like to see that Hairspray. I haven't seen from John Waters, honestly. Um, and maybe I got to like, I think I tried. Okay. Yeah. There's a rating for Hairspray. I gave it like a six, which the original or the, yeah, the original 2000s. Okay, 1988. Yeah. But I don't remember much mm-hmm. about it. So it couldn't possibly have connected with me that much. Let's see if I... Because there's supposedly like uh, Pink Flamingos was the first in something he calls the Filth Trilogy or something like this, which sounds interesting. Um, Yeah. Female Trouble is on Criterion. I bought that, but I haven't seen it yet. And then I've heard good things about Desperate Living. And yeah, he doesn't have that, Mm. like, he doesn't have that many films that exist. Honestly, his filmography isn't like mm-hmm. that huge. So I think, yeah. yeah, it's probably, you could just pick one and probably have a good time with it. I'm assuming. Yeah. They all seem to be yeah. received to similar degrees. I think that's what I did. I just like happened to turn this on one day and I'm like, wow, this is a great hidden gem. This is like really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got a really clever story. Great satire. Yeah. Kind of ahead of its time, you know, like you were saying with the OJ thing, and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, the the way it influenced like Fargo and Gone Girl and those movies. Yeah, I think it's really great, very funny. Yeah, just like predicting that whole like 
total obsession with true crime, which is still like true to this day with like that Dharma oh, yeah. show. And <laughs> yeah, it's just such a like popular kind of inherently exploitative kind of genre, which is just rife for like comedy and mocking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're right about that too. Matthew Lillard's obsession with like horror movies and blood. Mm. <laughs> There's like a whole running part of the movie too. Just like, I guess, this underlying sense of like, it's like these deep-seated violent thoughts, I guess, in their family and like <laughs> yeah. in general, like suburban families. Like it's all pretty on the surface, but really deep down they're all like violent and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like they have their, you know, their hidden violent urges that are like suppressed and ready to come out. And I think it's, that's really what the movie's about. And yeah, yeah I can really connect to that to a certain extent. <laughs> like the, like yeah. the daughter character who like is like loving all the attention and like posing for all the paparazzi and stuff. And yeah. and the yeah. fact that like everybody's yeah. like a fan of her, like, oh, you're killing people, yeah, but you're yeah. a mom? Hell yeah. <laughs> like just yeah, yeah, yeah. disregarding the people's <laughs> lives that she's ruined. <laughs> just like, oh, sick. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I want to get a photo. Yeah. Serial mom. Just writing books. Yeah, at the end of the movie, she's chasing Scotty, and, you know, everyone yeah. helps her. Like, oh, come on like, in. Oh, you're a serial mom. Co- you're come serial on mom. in. Yeah, we just <laughs> let that guy in. <laughs> yeah, they People are cheering her, like, when he's on fire on the stage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, like, begging for help. I love that character, too, of Scotty. He's just, like, a uh, kind of a red herring, a comedic relief. Yeah. Like, the scene where he's like jacking off or whatever <laughs> it's like so over the top to see where he's masturbating because it's like these ridiculous motions of like of like yeah it's like ridiculous and and yeah it's like to set up that you know we, we think the serial mom's gonna kill him but they don't and they walk in and he's like jacking off ridiculously even like the sex scene no with, like, that was rid- funny absolutely yeah. fucking ridiculous sex scene uh, in it. Yeah. yeah it's like ridiculous high thrusting yeah. there's clearly <laughs> oh like God, another person so helping funny <laughs> <laughs> for the shot <laughs> yeah he must be on some kind of rig yeah. or something <laughs> impossible position yeah, that it- <laughs> i was trying to think it, it was really interesting watching this after pink flamingos because i was just in terms of like pure business how do you get a film kind of this scale made after something so kind of out there like pink flamingos and there was like some little nuggets i was reading like apparently the you know, there's a scene uh, in the church in a serial mom where, like, that was apparently like yeah. quite difficult to get like a location for because of like his uh, notoriety and like the the baggage that oh. comes along with the, uh, you know, his name. Yeah, I can imagine. Wow, but they actually we they got clearly it managed location. it. Yeah, big Pink Flamingos fan there at the church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's great. Yeah, I don't think it had a huge budget. It was very modest for the time. Mm-hmm. I can look it up quick. Thirteen million. And was a what commercial flop too? Oh, was it? Time too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think many people saw it. Um, yeah, thirteen yeah, million budget, million. seven mm-hmm. million gross. Yeah, but it's yeah, gone on you know, to be a cult classic. I think so. It's one yeah. of those. I hope yeah. it uh, provides some uh, passive income. For me buying the Blu-ray, I hope uh, <laughs> John Waters looks at my Blu-ray purchase and he's like, thanks, Adam. <laughs> yeah. My best friend, John yeah. Waters. I'm sure I'll get a piece of that. Yeah. I have a couple. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's lines that I just wrote down as part of my notes just because they're so funny. I like I like when they called her Joan Wayne Gacy. I thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that part at the end uh, 
with the white shoes after Labor Day. Just the the specific exchange <laughs> being, no, please, fashion has changed. No, it hasn't. And then just <laughs> yeah, kills yeah. her. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was fantastic. Yeah. That was so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a shit post. Like she gets, she's... It's so shit posty. I love it. It uh-huh. feels yeah. really ahead of its time in that sense. Yeah. They even did the uh, serial killer, like, Breakfast cereal gag. Oh, the, yeah. yeah, the only cereal I know is Rice Krispies. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was fun. That actually got me. Yeah, they got a pretty good laugh yeah. out of delivery because you know it's coming. And, yeah, yeah, the the delivery was perfect of it. Yeah, <laughs> the whole brown word. You know how I feel about the brown word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the brown word. <laughs> oh, there's so many good fucking guys. That whole like Fabergé so egg funny. thing. I don't know. It's just like so. Just mocking that whole like you know pedantic housewife like type thing. Like, man, it's just so clever. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's so great. Well, I guess. Um, I guess that's it. I guess, I guess that's it. Yeah. Uh, unless I don't know if there's anything more you wanted to talk about with like pink flamingos or something, Alex. Or I just. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of enjoyed these films an equal amount, but for like completely different reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're saying Serial Mom is way more of like a conventional movie, like it's got stars, you know, in it and uh, more of a like, more of a story, more of a f- actual framing. But Pink Flamingos is probably more unique. Like I've never seen anything like <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Just that absolute dedication to the 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 poor taste shock stuff like that that there's a scene i guess spoilers where like they're going around this house because it's like this competition to like who can be the filthiest in town and yeah there's a scene where divine and the sun character are going around this house like licking everything and like dribbling like on everything in the house and something about that was like one of the most viscerally like disgusting things like I've ever seen um, and yeah if you, if you want like just some fun like especially background behind the scenes like because the whole time I was just thinking how did he even like convince people to like go along with this you know like how did he find people who are willing to like how do you find a guy you found a guy They're who like there. Oh, yeah. he knew a guy who like practiced yo. When he does yoga, he like can just prolapse his asshole like oh, on yeah. command. And there's that whole like scene, and it's just like, oh my god, this is like so wacky and crazy. I was like, yeah, it's like a real wild ride that one. I mean, uh-huh. if John yeah, Waters had a casting call, like, yo, who can just throw up on command? I'd be like, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> you know, some yeah. people have but some weird talents. Before, they like, <laughs> yeah, special talents. Before even being like an established like name, there's the thing, you know. Oh, yeah. It's like being bold enough to even like do this and like convince people because i was reading like some of the actors that were in it like were like ashamed of it and like would try to hide the involvement in it and stuff like that and yeah like the son character and like reading interviews with him saying about like certain scenes like he regrets doing like there's an actual like (laughs) unsimulated like fellatio like scene in the movie um (laughs) that was like the one thing he mentioned in the interview that maybe went like a little bit too far but uh Man, yeah, what an experience! I'd recommend it just on that if you if you have the stomach for it. Like, yeah, yeah I thought maybe I was gonna. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a classic. It. It's a 
bonafide classic. And the whole Eggman thing, just uh, the, just the cadence, like the dialogue is so strange <laughs> in that movie. Like the way everyone yeah. talks, and, oh like, the God. jokes. Like, I'm just yeah. I give you all the eggs you could ever want. You can have a thousand eggs if you want. You can have all the eggs you'd ever dream of. It's like so, so bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please, I need some eggs. Please, Eggman. <laughs> You're, yeah, you're he just, refreshing yeah, he my just memory. like wrote it as he went along. Yeah, absolutely insane. But yeah, in the best kind of most unique way. Because yeah, I think it's in the National yeah. Film Registry. Like it's protected. <laughs> yeah, it's it is. So funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a it's an important film. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, say whatever you want about it. <laughs> I just don't know if I could recommend a movie where someone eats their own. Yeah, shit. I understand why you didn't. And that's fair enough. But I'm also glad I watched it. You know. <laughs> yeah yeah that's good you watched it yeah way to go yeah thank you ralph recommending a nice little sure. uh, yeah, great recommendation not yeah. painful movie <laughs> to watch. not painful comedy yeah like a good comedy yeah. yeah which was nice yeah it's a good little hidden gem good on john waters yeah very funny clever bravo movie. Uh, bravo cult classic uh yeah giving this one a seven out of ten yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, three and a half stars, seven out of ten. Uh, maybe it's a high seven out of ten too. It might go up uh, if I see more of his movies and rewatch it. Uh, I give it a four star. Four stars. I've seen it twice too. Nice. nice. So there you go. And uh, John Waters. Yeah, for any uh, fans of like the early seasons of The Simpsons or whatever, like the first ten seasons of The Simpsons, John Waters uh, is a cameo guest voice for the gay episode he's the gay guy zap oh really yeah that's john waters that's a fun one to oh, yeah fun yeah watch yeah with that context yeah all right i guess it's uh question time beautiful let's do some yeah. questions then from the sardonic community head over to the suggestion thread on the subreddit if you want to leave questions for future episodes just like super rider 108 underscore mc did Kind of an unusual one, but we might get some fun responses. What were some of the weirdest and or most memorable experiences you've had with fully costumed characters, whether it be at amusement park, conventions, uh, or elsewhere? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got uh, one if we want to get it going here. Um, there's, there's, there's a place in uh, Devon in the UK. It's kind of a coastal place where they've got this... Uh, this thing called the Eden Project. It's like these huge domes that like simulate different like biomes. And I was there when I was a kid, and for whatever reason, there was, like, some guy dressed up in this weirdly accurate, like, dinosaur costume, where, like, you're kind of inside it, (laughs) and it's, like, the way it moves and everything, like, really Mm -hmm. tricks your eye, and man, it, like, I saw it, like, running around the corner, like, behind from behind a cactus or something, (laughs) and it really triggered this like fight or flight thing in my brain um <laughs> yeah and that that's like really seared into my memory of like oh, i don't know if i can go back to the Eden project the just in case it, yeah like really scared the absolute <laughs> shit out of me <laughs> that's fun that's funny thought you were getting chased by a dinosaur <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i went to one of those like disney breakfast things when i was like a really little kid mm-hmm. where they like all the characters come around they sign your autograph book or whatever I think I was a really big fan of Winnie the Pooh. I don't remember exactly, but I think I started crying, like, when Eeyore showed Mm -hmm. up. I think because, like, Eeyore's, like, kind of depressing character. He's, like, always sad or whatever. And it made me sad, so I started crying. (laughs) And Eeyore had to cheer me up. That's, like, yeah. 
<laughs> I guess that's like all I could think of right now. <laughs> uh, well, excluding furry conventions, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember, I don't remember how old I, I might have been like, I don't know, 10, 11 or something when my parents took me to the, you know, Disney World Florida thing. And we had autograph books to get autographs from the all the characters or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, I, we took those same autograph books to Universal Studios. And I remember there was like a Tarzan and Jane. We took a picture and we're like, get an autograph. And then them without saying anything, they were just like doing the no, no, no finger wag thing for like pointing mm-hmm. at the Disney merch, just being like bad. Like they didn't say it. <laughs> just like, oh, yeah. like mm. but it was kind of a funny <laughs> joke of just like, mm, don't get Disney uh-huh. thing. That's bad. We are universal. Uh-huh. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're probably told not to. Yeah. Don't like, they're probably told by management. Don't sign anything, mm-hmm. Disney. But yeah, there's, um, <laughs> you know, furry conventions, especially the larger ones, there's a lot of like really cool, really impressive cosplay going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some that isn't even like furry related, but they just, because furry is so much about cosplay that some people just, you know, fucking craft punk from Eric Andre show. Someone did a costume <laughs> like that. Like, Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny yeah, someone one. did the chainsaw man costume and they had like these like basically like cardboard chainsaw bits like going through the middle of their arms and it was like oh shit it was like super cool and i took what? some photos and yeah and then just some people have like really intricate cool looking uh suits yeah, yeah. like we, we were just cool. mentioned five nights at freddy's i saw some video being like shared around if someone had like made like some crazy like detailed like fully animatronic like costume and it was like mm-hmm. wow like <laughs> props to that like i don't care about fnaf but holy shit like you really went in for that costume there cosplay is cool yeah it's fun okay um let's do this one from bbd4116 what are some kids' properties you'd like to see get an R-rated adaptation? Seems like these are becoming more common with the upcoming Winnie the Pooh and the Grinch slasher films. This is a Grinch one? I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, so oh, it's, wow. this, it's kind of this public <laughs> domain thing where it's like, as soon as something goes in the public domain, let's, uh, let's make a horror film out of it, um, which is, kind of, I guess, becoming a, a bit of a trend now. But it's almost kind of like too obvious in a way to me where it's like, yeah, let's just, let's just make them a serial killer instantly. And yeah. You know, this, it's edgy it's now. Creative with it, yeah. They're like, doing it with the Pinocchio there too, right? With the what's it called? Echoes of P. Lies of P. Oh, lies of P. <laughs> lies of P. Yes, I can't get lies over of that. Title. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, lies of P. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. It's like, like the new trend. It's like uh, you know, the villain movie that was a trend. Now the new trend is uh, is this shit. There was something recent I was watching <laughs> that was just so annoying because it oh yeah it was the trailer for like strays or whatever it's like oh will ferrell movie it's like the 90s 90s like uh or i guess late 90s maybe early 2000s trend of taking live action dogs and making their mouths move with cg and so they're bringing this back but they're like but this time it's r-rated and he says fuck and that's all there is Mm. to it and i'm just like fucking show me something funny you know so if the question is like which property would i like to see I guess the property doesn't even really matter. It's just who's behind it. And if you're actually justifying doing it, like, like, just make something funny. Make something where yeah. the entire selling point isn't as far as you go with what you're doing. It's just lazy. It's Mithrigan, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. oh, 
you get the yeah. concept and that's it and they don't do anything with it you get an inkling of what something could that's be that's kind of like what the happy time yeah the happy time exactly. is kind of what same that shit. was too yeah, exactly, it's exactly. it's like kind of muppets shit. or sesame street except they add yeah fucking shit oh this, jokes. You don't, you don't, yeah. you, this is uh, R-rated now. They say fuck. You say Muppets, but they say fuck yeah. now. Yeah, they like jack mm. off a cow's otters and it's like, you know, supposed to be like semen or whatever. Yeah, it's really stupid yeah, shit. And, and like shock, puppets yeah. doing that kind of shock shit. Shock humor you know? can be fun. It's like, yeah, it's like shock you know? value. It can be, but it's like, it's fucking lame when it, yeah. It just needs to have more substance to it. Yeah, it yeah. can't be the only thing it has going for it, you know, if like cars but they say fuck like it's not that's not enough on its own you know yeah sausage party was a but they say fuck movie yeah yeah i'm not a fan of that one um no not a fan of that either yeah and neither were the animators yeah Yeah. you don't need to get into that (laughs) getting goofed no yes it's kind of this it's like the same for like any anything really like you've got to have more than just a mm-hmm. kind of vague conceit like it's this but edgy like you need you need like an actual like idea for a story yeah take goofy <laughs> and max works out and then it's like a weird parody of you know like uh, american vandal it'll be like a true crime thing it'll be like an hbo doc <laughs> and it'll be about like max outing goofy as a rapist Fuck. <laughs> and that's a good property well gorge <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> <laughs> but if you if you're talented and you can make something funny like if the satire is right you know with that mm-hmm. with that true crime like netflix hbo documentary angle i think it could be funny i think you could make yeah. something yeah. Like anything can be funny like i think you can make i think you can make this concept work yeah that winnie the pooh movie that looks really bad that looks like so cheap to me is there a trailer I for probably it will end up seeing that I think there is. It just looks so cheap. Maybe yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. even They've just the posters or whatever. It's like yeah, what else it's like the one joke outside of that one gag. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like you spent all the money on the freaking suit, and it's like wow, it's a cool suit. But that's you know you need to make a movie around it, and it's not. It, it just seems like cheap, straight to video yeah. like shit. Yeah, and it's only getting like rep, uh, like a recognition because you know people know when writing on the concept alone without any talent. Yeah. There's a lot of horror movies that do that, but it doesn't look like a good movie. It doesn't even look yeah. like a good, like, bad horror movie. Like, not even one, like, not I'd watch, like, for fun. It just looks, like, kind of boring. Yeah. It looks really, like, cheap, mm-hmm. digital. Like, so, like, I, I don't know if that's getting theatrical release. If it is, I think that's kind of, like, embarrassing. <laughs> I'm, it's, I'm sure it'll get <laughs> some sort of theatrical but it might. release somewhere. Well, yeah, because people are talking about it, you know, because they put the thing on Twitter, like the screenshot of him on the poster in Winnie the Pooh with an evil grin. Yeah, and everyone mm-hmm. goes, whoa, I have to see it. But it's like the movie probably is kind of boring. Exactly. That's that's like <laughs> yeah, 20 yeah. years ago or whatever. There was the same thing happened with the movie Teeth. It was like, oh, it's a, she's got teeth in her yep. vagina. Gosh, and then the movie was boring. And it was like, okay, you just wrote on the concept and it was successful because of the concept and that's it. You didn't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. You just, the sh- shock value of this exists and then the whole movie's boring and it's just like, okay, you didn't do anything. Man. Yeah. God, yes. I actually watched that entire film as well. Yeah. It <laughs> is forgettable. A single it? frame of it until you just, literally, <laughs> until you just reminded me of it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think I watched the whole thing. It's boring. I'm trying to, do I have it? It is boring. It's so boring. No, I don't have it logged. Yeah. Like, uh, my roommate watched it. I saw it was on. So, I've seen, like, a couple minutes of it. Yeah, it was not my thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
I guess that's that. Let's do this one from、uh, Joe Windlebrox. Do you think a VR film could work? And what form do you think it would take? E.g., if it's shown from a character's perspective, what sort of shot ideas might sprout from it, etc., etc. Um. Huh. I like the idea of VR for a short film. There's a point I can't wear the fucking thing anymore, <laughs>、mm-hmm. especially like when you get over an hour or two. I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, you could do something with it. Like I saw that, like that VR、um, Dunkirk movie. It's like a short film. It、oh. came out like around the time Dunkirk came out.、Mm. Like, oh, this is cool. It's got a novelty. I like it better for gaming because you can actually interact. Yeah, and, that's the thing where it、um, seems like move around the environment. Yeah, there's much more、that. of a crossover with gaming because you're already kind of exploring 3D environments, whereas films are more about, you know, it's like. Predetermined shots that it, it's showing you, trying to tell a story with that. It's like a whole different realm when you when you have the freedom to like move your head around inside of an environment. It's almost not really film anymore. Like、uh, I'm having trouble. You like, can do even, VR、yeah. without and still have it a fixed position, though. It just essentially being a 3D movie. Yeah, but I'm just, I guess I'm struggling. Like, what would it add outside of? You know, like compared to just a game, like、mm-hmm. Half Life Alex is like a good example of it using the medium to tell a story through a video game. But I don't know, how, like how a, a film in VR would really be enhanced,、mm-hmm. particularly.、Mm-hmm. Right. I haven't been blown away by any VR film I've seen personally. It's like a fun novelty thing that I wear for a couple minutes. With gaming, yeah, you can actually walk around the environment and pick things up, and it's much more of a more fun. With that, than a movie, I feel, and yeah, there's certain things you got to get around, like cutting, like editing, like people, like what's the subject? If you have like someone looking in like one corner the whole time, because that's like where the yeah, characters are. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Do you even need a VR? Do you want to just have like like how we do it now? We have an angle <laughs> that just captures the most important part of the scene. You know, I don't know exactly how it would benefit. Film from being like three sixty, looking around. Yeah, I think you're right, Alex. Just like it's almost just like a totally different thing at that point. Yeah, it basically becomes a video、mm-hmm. game. Like if you if you have that kind of freedom to engage with it, it's almost changing、yeah. the medium entirely. Not to say that VR、yeah. isn't cool. There's a YouTube video that I mentioned、uh, on another episode that I didn't remember who it was by, but I found it. It's by the、oh, yeah. YouTuber Noodle. And the title of the video is "How TV Screens Made Watching Movies Worse," and it's a three sixty video that you can, you know, just do on your phone or whatever. And it's a really cool, like animated, fun thing. You can do it either VR headset or you know, just a three sixty thing on your phone. I like that because it feels like it has a purpose to it existing in that way. Yeah, you watch the video.、Sure. It's like a twenty minute video, and it's really cool. But it's like it's also kind of like a YouTube. Review essay style video, which is yeah, it's really interesting. And then I've also、mm. mentioned this before.、Uh, fucking Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu made a VR film at Can at Con in 2017, and I am asking out of desperation for someone to let me know how I'm able to watch this because I would like to see it <laughs> at some point. Is it gone、yeah. forever? Is it lost media?、Uh, how do I watch it? Let me watch it. Yeah.、Mm. That reminded me of a Mr. Robot short film.、Mm-hmm. There's like a little can- canonical short film that's a VR film、uh, about like、oh, Mr.、Really? Robot or whatever. 
Yeah. Have you oh, tried? You it? didn't know about it? No, no, I didn't know about this. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. You it's it on it's Steam? a great. It's a yeah. I don't know. I I think you just download it online right. somewhere. I I forgot how I found it. This was years ago, but I really liked it. Um, again, it wasn't like the greatest thing ever, but I thought it was like a cool little thing, like uh, extra piece of content for the show. Also, like there's like some animated moments in that where it kind of becomes like an Apple commercial or something like that. Like, you know, oh. the classic background, like the silhouette with the like yellow background or whatever. Mm-hmm. That stuff looked cool. It's I think it works cool for like animation or graphics, something like that, like in VR, because you can actually like do some cool stuff with that, I feel. Or almost like a kind of like a planetarium, maybe something like that. Yeah, there's there's yeah. untapped potential for sure. There's like yeah, th- yeah. there's potential there. I just mean for like a narrative, like something like Serial Mom or something like we watched. I just feel yeah. like the potential leans way more towards interactive media if, than the like yeah. static. And like graphics and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Not not so much like real people, like dramas. And I don't know if that entirely well, works in VR. I think it's possible. I think it's possible. It's just difficult to get yeah. it made because there's no way to properly distribute it. Right, there's no money in it. Releasing it, this like sure yeah. to yeah. The, what we're talking about in terms of like these short films, like okay, yes, you can use that to promote something else. You can use that to promote Mr. Robot. And there's been other movies where they released like a VR. I think Alien Covenant had like a little VR short thing that you could do, you know, to promote the film. <laughs> oh, really? And so in terms of marketing, it's <laughs> yeah, like okay, that content, justifies its yeah. own existence because you're using it to promote something that people can buy. But I mean, what's the market for releasing a full feature in VR? There isn't that much of it. And if there yeah. is, people don't know it yet. So, you know, it, it would have to be exclusively at home. And then it's like, how do you prevent piracy sort of thing? Like, you just release it on Steam. It would, you know, how many people are going to watch it there? Are people on Steam even going to want to watch like a movie rather than, you know, playing a game? Like, yeah, so yeah. I, I think that it is possible. And I think that the right director can make something really impactful and purposeful and even a narrative or, you know, I would, I'm waiting for that great thing. Just right now there's no money mm. in it. So that's why it's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. There seems to be more money in the gaming side of it. Like there are these VR like companies like where you just go in, it's like a business. You go in and you put on a VR headset. They have like pre-selected games and you go in, but it's all gaming. It's like gaming stuff. They're not really movies. There's not really a market for that yet. It just seems like the most of the interest is in the gaming yeah. side of it. I'm just yeah, I'm thinking about like my Eureka moments in VR, like playing Half Life Alex. It's always from yeah, from me being like a feeling like I'm existing in a 3D environment and like the tension or uh, scale that I'm able to get from mm-hmm. like there's a part in Half Life Alex where it's kind of like a horror level, and oh, I was like it's terrifying. I, 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 I nearly had to stop playing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not sure if I can actually do this. Like, it, I've never had that oh, before. It makes me want to play. Oh, you've it. never played it, Ralph? <laughs> you got VR too. I have it. I haven't finished. I haven't oh, finished just, it. Yeah, you I like stopped. It. It's great, dude. You have to. It, it is incredible. Like, I've never experienced right, that. I'll, like, I'll finish it. I've played a bunch yeah? of like okay. horror games. I love horror games, and I've never had this experience where it's like it. It, it tricks your brain in such a way where you're like, oh. this, if this feels so yeah. real. 
and I've got to like do, I've got to like multitask and do this puzzle, solve this puzzle while yeah. there's like horror. It is so stressful. It's great. But that's like oh, yeah. such a unique experience. Yeah. It was yeah. like such that, that's, a cool. That's for me, the beauty of VR is like yeah, exactly. actually, well, the virtual reality, like actually you are there in this reality. And like, I, I haven't played all of that game, but I play like these like military shooter games and man, it's like really intense. You feel yeah. like you're getting shot at mm-hmm. like in real life. It's fucking crazy. And yeah, that's like, that's the appeal to me. Yeah, exactly. It's feeling like you are there. And in a movie, it's like you're just kind of like this ghost, like what observing. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it's not as interesting. It, yeah, it's, exactly. It, yeah, they're uh-huh. calling it the. And maybe Oasis. it's again. I'm not. I'm not used to it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Maybe I don't see the future in it. I don't see the potential. Whereas, like ten years from now, there will be all these leaps and whatever. But just right now, there's like not a lot of like potential for me to like see it outside of like gaming and stuff. And even with for gaming, it's like. Not as huge niche. as I feel yeah, it should yeah. be. Yeah, I feel it's market. even niche for gaming. Right. Because it's so expensive. It's so... You need to be a very kind of like... Very certain kind of person to like it. Because like yeah. I said, a lot of people I know can't even wear it for 20 minutes. And they want to take it off. <laughs> so it's, Yeah, it's, some people get like nauseous. You got to get your VR yeah. legs, as my brother says. Because like, yeah, when mm-hmm. I first started playing it, like I got these crazy headaches and... Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. like eye strain, and yeah, it was like really painful for that like first day. But you kind of your brain gets used to it after a little while. But yeah, that's kind of a lot to ask, isn't it, from like <laughs> an audience? Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas a, a movie, you just sit down on your couch mm-hmm. and you don't have to do no anything. No barriers of entry at all. Really, <laughs> it's yeah. so much. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I guess that was just a good answer. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting. <laughs> Talked at length uh, about that. Moving right along, James Mazarizi. Says, do you guys have faith in James Gunn taking over DC? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is kind of interesting. On the as as of today, like the latest Marvel movie came out and it ain't tracking well. So I don't know if there's like a bit of a space opening up for uh, some like creative superhero movies uh, under James Gunn. Um, the Flash trailer was the most viewed theatrical trailer in for in the Super Bowl, I think. Really? Like oh, either God, ever or yeah. for like a while, for like a couple of years. Like, yeah, I forgot about. Yeah, of course it was the Super Bowl. The, Fla- the um, Flash movie will probably do well. That's my I think prediction. Right. Yeah, I think ju- just mm-hmm. having that Michael Keaton Batman is probably enough for some people. You know, like it's doing the whole yeah. uh, Spider Man uh, uh, No Way Home thing. You know, like bringing back mm-hmm. beloved characters people like and member yeah. burying. Uh huh. Right. More of a fun tone. Doesn't seem as dour as like Black Adam mm-hmm. or, you know, some of the Snyder cut stuff. It is really funny. I was looking on Twitter. They're like these people, Snyder fans, using kind of AI software oh, yeah, to, of these. to make, <laughs> yeah, like make like... James Gunn say these, yeah, like these deep fakes, making like James Gunn and Ben Affleck in like the Batman suit saying these things like, thank you, fans of the Snyderverse. We will, <laughs> you know, it's like all kinds of Snyderverse kind of bullshit like that. Yeah. It's really funny. It makes me wonder if it's like a troll or something. It's quite culty, isn't it? Like it's- <laughs> It is. It's so odd. I'm like, are these people real? <laughs> like, I don't even like are these like bot accounts <laughs> yeah and one of them's verified like the one tweeting out that shit of like Ben Affleck with the AI whatever t- <laughs> saying stuff about the Snyder it's like a verified Twitter account like a legacy account it's fucking weird shit uh, but there, I, hey there's fans for it that's what that's what makes me think it's gonna do well too there's like this passionate fan base for it whereas Marvel you know I feel like especially over this past couple of year, years it's kind of like uh, what's the word? Like devalued. They've kind of yeah, devalued they themselves. The too thin. Yeah, 
too many shows, too many movies. Some of them are worth watching. A lot of them aren't. You know, I said last episode, The Boys, that Amazon Prime show, did got more viewers than any of the Marvel shows on mm-hmm. Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a, quite a feat because The Boys is based on, you know, an obscure comic book and it's not doesn't have Captain America in it or whatever. And yeah, they, they were able to compete and succeed with, with Marvel in that way. And yeah, I, I'm a fan of Marvel. I like Marvel movies, but I agree. They're spreading themselves too thin. Too many shows... And it's just too much content you got to keep up with. Yeah. Like, I like the the continuity of them. Like, you watch every movie and you can keep up with the characters and, like, what they're doing. And it adds to the universe. It, it makes you like them more. And there's so much content now. I can't even keep up with this fucking shit. Like, yeah. how is anyone supposed to keep up with, like, all these shows and movies? But also, like, when it was earlier on, there were actually, like, characters you kind of wanted to see again. You know, um, mm-hmm. whereas it, yeah, it they were feels the big, like the big boys. all the big hitters are yeah. kind of gone. Like I uh-huh. watched it, I watched a Wakanda Forever the other day, and it was okay, but it was like it was like carried by a bunch of supporting characters, and it was like really feeling like it was lacking a central uh, uh-huh. kind of hook character for, through no fault of their own, obviously. But it was like, man. Yeah, what is what is like the what is that character that is selling merch that everyone wants to yeah. see? Like, I I don't know really who that is at this point. Yeah, you you are right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know it's like those those later seasons of Game of Thrones, right? Where like all the best mm. characters were gone, like Oberyn and Tywin, and what, yeah, and now yeah. all that's left is like these really shitty characters <laughs> that are like really poorly written. All of a sudden, you're like Tyrion's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just like yeah, I, I agree with the criticisms of Marvel recently. It's like they just spread themselves. Too thin. They need to like dial it back a little. Qu- quality over quantity. And like, yeah, like I like James Gunn and I like what he brings because it's like his personality where the kind of homogenous gray goop that Marvel seems to like spit out like it's. Yeah. There's n- there's no like character. And they were actually going to get rid of him. Like that's the yeah, funniest yeah. part. Is, like, <laughs> yeah. He made the best, he made two of the best Marvel movies. He's the one who actually brought some personality to those mm-hmm. freaking movies. And they're like, no, nah, we don't like one thing you tweeted or whatever. And it's just like, yeah. And then he went on to resurrect DC. It is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, how it all turned out. And yeah, I'm sure the flash will do well. And, you know, I have some faith in James Gunn. I don't think he's perfect, but I have faith mm-hmm. in him. And yeah, it's 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 kind of a hard situation to fix as well, because it has been so fucking mangled over the past yeah. decade with Snyder and all that. It's hard to recover. But you know, I have some faith in him. I think he can make some decent movies. I'm just yeah the the fact that they didn't scrap the Flash was funny to me. <laughs> like, and and now they're doing the whole uh-huh. like uh, well you know because Ezra Miller is uh, you know in hot water obviously. I wonder if so. Have you both seen like you've both seen the trailer for the the Flash or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the whole I watched it. You the know, whole Batman Michael yeah. Keaton angle, like that seems wow. like that seems like that's the selling point, which is kind of funny. That it's not even Definitely. really about the Flash. Yeah, of the Flash. Like, oh, mm-hmm. old Batman. Here, please watch the and Flash. And like General Zod is in it. Like uh, Michael Shannon shows yeah. up. Oh my god, is yeah, he? Yeah. It seems kind of desperate. Too? Makes me wonder if that was like added after the mm. controversy. <laughs> That's kind of been DC's whole thing though for a while. <laughs> That's because they are desperate. Yeah, desperate <laughs> comics. Yeah, they're definitely desperate. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, with them, just like, just fucking scrap it. You didn't even release the fucking Batgirl movie. <laughs> 
Like Are you fucking, that surprised though? Like they they pay for Michael Keaton. They've like did they? Know, well, like who knows project. if that was added in after the fucking Ezra Miller was beating up everyone in Hawaii. Maybe that's why he, Michael Keaton's in the movie. <laughs> no, I think that was the whole conceit from the beginning, right? Like, um, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, so I don't know. I think they were just kind of fucked with that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm still debating in my head over whether or not I'm actually going to see it. Maybe I'll just not see it right away and see how it's doing box office wise. I don't know. What like like boycott it? Or I don't just, know. Like, just don't I'm just like, it. is it even going to be that funny to me? Like. Is it going to be one of those movies where I see it ironically and then I'm just disappointed like Mithrigan, where I'm like, I didn't even have fun, mm. you know? It'll probably be like Black Adam, maybe slightly better. <laughs> that's, that's my prediction. Which is quite a random director who's doing it too. I'm pretty sure it's like Andy. the director of like It and Mama. Yeah. Um, that's a weird one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, a strange choice, which kind of makes it more interesting to me, but I'm not like hyped for it or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a mess, what's going on over there. But, uh, yeah, I like James Gunn. Yeah, yeah. Can't be much uh-huh. worse. <laughs> I'll probably end up seeing the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, is that, yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll probably wind up watching it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if you want to, like, boycott it, I get it. There's people boycotting the, the Hogwarts Legacy game. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. You want to buy it? Like, I, I people want to buy it. I'm like, okay. Yeah, vote with you want to buy it? That's fun. Uh, I went to GameStop. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to buy Hogwarts Legacy. I'm going to buy this SpongeBob Cosmic Shake game. And that's what I did. <laughs> Cosmic I SpongeBob Cosmic Shake what on the PS4. What the fuck is that? Is that a new thing? <laughs> it's from THQ, and it's from the guys. It's the developers of it are the guys who remastered the SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom game. So it's like kind of in the vein of that. It's like a platformer spongebob game it's only on ps4 it's not on ps5 right <laughs> it's like 40 bucks i'm like i'll buy that instead of hogwarts legacy and it's a lot of fun and i'm proud of myself because I, <laughs> I i said fuck you to jk rowling for being a moron <laughs> and i bought a spongebob game instead so that made me feel good yeah but if you want to buy hogwarts legacy that's fine mm-hmm. i don't think it's i think it's going to do well regardless it's already it's, it's already done, done really well, well already yeah. Very good. Yeah, I'm you can't sure. Stop that Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's not the only one making money off of it, so. Mm-hmm. so lots of other people worked hard on it, so good for them. Yeah, I'm just not interested in Harry Potter. <laughs> and it just doesn't. Yeah, I'm not me. either. Yeah, I think either. that's like I'm so sick yeah, of Harry Potter. Yeah. I just wish it would mm-hmm. like Especially like I think I saw what one I saw two of those Fantastic Beast movies like a few years oh, after they man. came out and holy shit, they they are like horrendous. Um. <laughs> I saw that first one when it came out. I remember it being okay, but I watched like half of the second one. Mm-hmm. I think that's when it really goes, like, That yeah. was really fucking bad. Mm-hmm. The one with Zoe Kravitz or yeah. whatever. That one was really bad. Yeah, yeah that was uh, the acting. I'm like, is this a joke? Like the acting was like horrendous in it. <laughs> yeah, the like, story was too. Unreal. Just, it was, yeah, it was yeah. Really, really strange that one. Uh huh. I don't even think that did well, or maybe it was the third one that didn't do well. Yeah, I'm just so sick of fucking Harry Potter. Mm, just let I it hate rest. what it did to like the film culture, like all those like knockoffs. Like we wouldn't have Twilight or Hunger Games. Oh yeah, it started the Harry whole Potter. splitting the last one into two parts trend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah mm, that that all these bad right. spit off like Golden Compass, like any YA novel. They just tried mm-hmm. to make it into freaking 
series of movies. Peter J- P- Percy Jackson, not Peter Jackson. Percy Jackson. <laughs> um, you know, there's like all those fucking things. The Divergent. Remember those? They didn't even make the last one. It was like Divergent, Insurgent, Allegiant, and then they just didn't even bother with the last one. Oh my god! Fuck it. Yeah, like Maze Runner and that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Maze Runner. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what Harry Potter did. Yeah, it's it's all Harry's fault. Mm-hmm. One more. Yeah, let's do one more here. Uh, let's do this one from Chico Dico. A24 just recently announced that the YouTube series The Back Rooms is getting adapted into a film. Not the first example of a YouTube project or series getting adapted, but do you think this is a new trend inbound? And if so, any series or projects you can think of? I'm kind of more interested in just talking about this Back Rooms thing, because apparently it was like a 17-year-old. Yeah, that makes it interesting. Like made this all on their oh, own. Really? And I haven't yeah. seen The Back Rooms. Like a, I think there's some computer animation in it. Uh yeah, I saw it. it yeah, looks I went cool. through like a bunch of the channel uh, Found a week or two ago. Uh huh. There's a few. It's very well videos, done. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. especially considering mm-hmm. yeah, if it's just one person and apparently he's going to direct the movie like in his summer holidays or something. Cool. Um, yeah, why not? Yeah, <laughs> when he's off school. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool that it's a twenty-four. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I saw Backrooms. It's good. It's cool. I mean, short. if we're to I liked it. Learn anything from the success of Skinamarink. It's that, like, people are looking for, like, a kind of weird, good tone. Because that movie is, like, all tone. Yeah. You know? So I think people are kind of uh-huh. itching for, uh-huh. like, Guard. an aesthetic or, like, a, a vibe more than anything else. And, you know, just clicking through this, the back rooms sort of thing, it, it does kind of offer, you know, a pretty distinct, uh, feel so I, I could see it being successful yeah. and yeah. the visuals are really well done like that short it's it's all about yeah. like exploring li- liminal space isn't yeah. it yeah yeah exactly comfortable feeling that comes with that mm-hmm. that's cool. yeah yeah that could be it could be cool yeah so really yeah, well definitely. done short from uh, what i saw of it yeah cool idea yeah uh I, I think that's just like a big thing now it's like it's, it's also the appeal of like the scp foundation that kind of like yeah secretive monsters something like that it's, it has a similar vein in that it's not like a yeah it's like kind of a creepypasta sort of thing where there's a lot of mystery to it to the short you don't really know like the backstory and i i like that i think that's a cool aspect to it and yeah i think people now like a trend for a while was like elevated horror almost like midsummer that kind of thing mm. i think the new trend will be avant-garde horror like you're seeing with skinnamarink and this where yeah people just kind of want to tone they don't want to be bothered with the cliches of horror movies, like the jump scares or whatever kind of cliche characters that you've come accustomed to. Like kind of we were talking about Megan. They want like just fucking something really weird and out there and different and creepy. And yeah. Skin of Rank provides that. And the short did. I thought the short was creepy. There's a lot of like mystery to it. I think people like not knowing. I think that's yeah. scary. Which is, yeah, I guess the yeah. big pitfall with adapting a YouTube short into a feature is like that, yeah. that, that balance of like, what answers are you going to deliver? Like how much are you going to show like some kind of big monster that's chasing you around or whatever? Like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta handle that with the dignity and a certain level of subtlety for it to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was dope. Nice. Yeah. Good <laughs> questions. It's dope. Yeah. All right. And I, Good um, stuff. I think, it's your turn, Alex, to recommend it is, the thing. Yeah, and I was 
I was torn between two, but I think I've settled on uh, this one. I want to recommend the 1987 Bruce Robinson movie With Nail and I, a British classic that I've never seen. I think it would be an interesting discussion. Cool. That's on my like watch list about. as well. Yeah, Richard E. Grant. Thank Paul McCann. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, so the title with nail is all one word. Yeah. With nail as with in nail and I. Yeah. Yeah. W I T H N A I L ampersand I. And yeah, 1987 Bruce Robinson. If you don't want to be spoiled for the movie, wa- uh, watch it before the next episode comes out. These episodes come out every two weeks. You can listen to them early by going to sardonicast.com. Uh, sign up for premium. It's only $2 a month. That's nothing, okay? That's nothing. Also, patreon.com slash sardonicast, two bucks a month. We'll get you these episodes early. You support the show. You feel good about yourself. You know, you feel like a better person because you are. Those are better people. So true. We got merch, link in the <laughs> description. There's a Sardonicast highlights channel that you should subscribe to on YouTube, link in the description as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, have a... Howie scream. (laughs) Makes everyone avoid the brown word. Avoid it. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.